Thanks for joining us. I'm Alan Burke, a landscape architect here in the Puget Sound region, and you are listening to the Green Meridian Podcast. If you've been making the rounds of the green industry, you probably know these people. You'll know who I'm talking about. Have you run into the cape and beret designer or for that matter, the chainsaw guy? You might find it harsh to note, but it seems to me that a disproportionate number of landscape designers fall into one of these two categories. You know who I'm talking about. Say that you're the homeowner. You want to inquire about landscape design and so you contact a few companies. Typically one of two things happens. First, the chainsaw guy shows up in a beat-up Ford F-150. He gives you a really cheap plan on the back of a napkin. He probably spits while he specks rhododendron, azaleas, pyramidalis, and everybody's favorite, the ubiquitous juniper. The plants come from the local big box store in his friend's backyard. The tobacco-stained estimate notes that the plants will be 10% over cost, and the rest of the work will be time and materials. On the other hand, maybe the cape and beret designer comes out. She charges $150 an hour and does a loose conceptual plan with her pinky sticking out. The plant's coming out of the Sunset Western Landscaping book and the far reaches of Tibet. In the end, the client sends her plan out to bid for installation. It's 200% over budget, but the travertine patio and the Chihuly glass are nice touches. Okay, okay, I know it's not fair to lump landscape designers into just two categories. I did, after all, leave out Mr. I just graduated and I'll dump everything I know into your yard and Miss Unemployed from Allstate but always wanted to try landscape design from the list. Am I being too harsh? Seriously, though, there are a lot of good designers out there and thankfully, most residential landscape designers of notable quality, I will bet, are APLD members. I'm personally not including the other <clears throat> design organization. You know who I'm talking about. But what's a client to do when every third designer is a hack? Am I overstating or am I right? And why is the quality of the work so polarized? Let's face it, the creative, pragmatic, budget-respecting landscape designer is a rarity. Why can't landscape designers get it together? And most importantly, what's a client to do? To start, homeowners should research designers more carefully. After all, the outdoor investment in some instances may be the largest purchase the client will make outside of their home, no pun intended. In the homeowner's favor, there are some excellent designers out there, many from ASLA or APLD, the professional landscape design organizations. Clients should make sure they have a good rapport with the designer that is chosen and a budget that's clearly stated, looking at the portfolio with a lot of built work, asking a lot of questions. Insisting on a contract and communicating in writing is important. Commission a plan that comes with an accurate estimate and a revision included. Yes, there are many considerations, but the most important is that the designer and the homeowner are both focused on the same point out there on the horizon with clear documents describing both the process and the scope of the work.
For my part, I think clients could demand some basic items to be included in any turnkey design package. I know that design packages vary a lot, but considering just the basic expectations, a clear and well-dimensioned plan, an estimate of the work to be done, and attendant material catalogs describing select items that might be needed. I do think in all fairness that a revision should also be included as part of a basic design package, in that if a designed idea or a concept is missed, the designer oftentimes without it would be paid more to go back and fix a mistake rather than getting it right the first time. I know there are a million ways to do this, and we were talking about it in another episode, but I think this is the basic component of what a client should expect. Hey, I don't mean to be mean about it. I think it's really important that we are kind ambassadors with other folks in the green industry that are starting out. This is not an easy profession to get into and to do well. There are a lot of foibles that are going to happen along the way, and I feel like in my case, I've made every mistake there is to make. We could do an entire episode on everything I've screwed up over the last 40 years in my career at various job sites, but I don't think that would necessarily be a good idea. All that noted, I don't want to disparage folks that are trying their best, but I think we could work toward a more common professional appeal and be plain speaking with folks that really need to get their heads out of their asses. There is something about landscape design that draws folks from the gardening world and that know a good bit about certain things botanically and very little about another. You might be a professional person that knows all about gardening and know very little about the geometry and layout of architectural drawings. You might be a landscape architectural student that is a wicked CAD drafter, but knows almost nothing about the plant materials that are going to be needed and how available they're going to be. You may have both of those talents and yet not know anything about construction methodology. It's a difficult field in any sense, and it almost requires an impossible level of knowledge to do really well. For my own part, I can count on my one hand the folks that I feel do it really well in this region. We did an episode on budgeting a while back, and I'm planning an episode soon presenting some pragmatic and innovative ideas in landscape design and landscape architectural education. Clients with respectfully serious requests that designs be done within a comfortable investment level will be buying more usefully comprehensive design packages if we start to see improvements in educational instruction, specifically about production rates and material availability. That's another more comprehensive topic that I look forward to discussing with you. Thanks for listening.